Is your debt causing you sleepless nights? Knock your debt out with Debt KO. And your debt won't be the only thing keeping you up at night. Debt KO, free impartial advice on all your debt. Razavan here for IFL TV in association with MTK Global. With me, I've got CEO of Black Box Management, my man, Dean White. Dean, happy Sunday. How are we doing? I'm good, man. Good. I'm recovering from a lovely, lovely Saturday. And uh, yes, it's, it's, it's today. Time to drink some water, man. Rehydrate. <laughs> Glad to see you living the good life. Uh, Dean, I want to I jump straight in. Uh, it was a big fight. It was built up to be a, a huge clash. Derek Chisora versus... Alexander Usyk, the, the cruiserweight undisputed king, the guy coming up who wants to target those heavyweight titles with the, the titles that are with Anti Joshua and Tyson Fury. Um, I know you saw the fight. Uh, what was your perception? How do you assess the fight? Uh, you know, it was, a, it was a good fight. I think it was exactly how everyone kind of had it. The, the boxer mover, the, the, the technician against a lot of people saying the ball charging forward and letting destructive uh, shots go and bringing a lot of pressure. Um, you know, for me, I think it was probably more of a closer fight than some might have had it. In the early rounds, I did have Chisora just on sheer will, aggression and purpose, um, winning some of those early rounds, especially one and two. Um, I kind of can't remember three. I know uh, Usyk came on from about four or five-ish kind of, and then started to separate a little bit, especially with the keener work. He started to understand his distance and, and, and he, you know, his straight left was hitting the target a little bit more often and he was, he, he, he started, he started to show his class, but at the same time, um, Derek Chisora had a lot of work to do because um, Usyk just didn't stop moving. And that movement will give anyone nightmares, anyone's problems, and it will gas your gas tank out. And you can see um, Chisora was bloody on fumes alone and determination. And that's, the, that's that strong mindset and will that he had to keep pushing on and persevering, you know. Um, but for me, the commentating was probably the, 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 the worst bit a little bit, you know. Um, I, do like, <laughs> I do like Adam Smith, but he was going on, oh, eloquent, how nice the movement of Usyk is what a masterclass of skill, the touch and pitter patter jabs and so on. My guy, Adam, I do like him, but let's just, you know, it's not pitter patter cake boxing, you know, it's the hurt business. And we need to count the, the bigger, most purposeful shots in there. Um, you know, Derek done some good, good stuff in there. Maybe it was overlooked by the commentating. I think I watched an interview where David Hay was saying, if you turn off the commentating, and actually watch the fight for it, what it was, you might have it differently. And, I, and I, I, I might have to agree with him somewhat. Matthew Macklin, nice guy as well, him and Adam, they do a great job. Um, but I felt like at times it was a, a, a very much uh, a, a Usyk kind of pro-Usyk kind of um, campaign. And they wanted to drum up Usyk and make him the star of the show because they were, they were kind of looking past Derek a little bit, talking about the other fights down the line. And, and he was in a hard fight. He was in a dog fight. You knew that because I had Derek in a very strong command in 10. He'd done, he done great work in 10 and 11. I think 10 probably being one of his better ones because Usyk, because all the work he'd done early, Usyk started to tire a little bit and slow down 
and he was able to do the work he needed to do earlier, trying to go to the body and kind of, you know, punches and bunches, and he was able to let his hands go, but that's because the footwork of Usyk slowed down to a little bit. In the 11th, Usyk came on a little bit, but Derek came on, and it was it was quite a nip and tuck, but then the, if you're looking at the classier, cleaner work, we always knew the skill set, the better work was always going to come from Usyk. Uh, Derek Chisora does nothing uh, in the sense of traditional boxing. None of his skill set is traditional. He span around, he threw like a hammer fist, <laughs> you know, he lunged in, missed widely, but you've got to respect his determination and will and carried on. And um, I don't know if you could hear the commentating, um, you know, it, you know, some people that would break their will, but if you hear and you just feel like you're down on the cards, you know, like, and stuff like that. But I just felt like, you know, um, he wasn't getting the rubber the green on some of it. Um, obviously, Belly looked at it a little bit different, maybe looked at it a little bit like I was, because I felt like um, Trezor's jabbing was good. Um, a lot of people talked about his fitness. To be honest, to move as much as he's done as a heavyweight and chase the fight, you've got to be, you know, somewhat fit. But yet again, and determination and purpose and will can, you know, you know, drag you across the line. But I felt like he, he gave a very, very good account of himself. Um, and I mean, he did, he, he could have done a little, little bit more. But yet again, it was when he closed the distance and started to, you know, he held and tried to let his hands go, the ref would break it up also. So that was the thing he said in the beginning. I'm hoping I have a good ref who allows me to, to work and doesn't keep breaking a stop. Um, but, you know, I think <laughs> Adam, great job at Sky, what he does there. But, yeah, I think uh, some of the commentating was a little bit much for me. Um, there was a lot, a lot of um, horn blowing and trumpet <laughs> going on there with uh, Usek and stuff like that. I mean, he is very skillful. Um, does he does he beat the, the super elite guys with the belts? Um, on that display, I'm not too sure. Um, because, you know, what you've got is you've got Tyson Fury is a lot bigger than him, you know? And Tyson, he's got a great jab, good movement. Uh, and then Joshua's probably around the same side, probably a little bit bigger than him. Uh, and then, you know, you've got Dillian up there and maybe Bronze Bomber, but the movement will probably give a lot of... The southpaw and the movement will give a lot of guys problems, but I think it would give him problems also. Because as you saw yesterday, he did find it difficult in there against Derek Chisori, hit him with some real peaches. And, um, you know, Derek, obviously, is renowned for his, his, his durability. And he took those shots very, very well. And then he replied in, in fashion, especially when he, when, he, when, he, when he closed the distance and, uh, you know, and he was in close proximity. Uh, he was actually finding a home for that kind of left hook quite a lot. I think that caught Usyk quite a lot. I was maybe a little bit surprised that it was catching him so much. Um, but I did say he did get hit anyway a little bit. But I know this is boxing. You're not going to go to the pool and not get wet. So, you know, the object is, is trying to limit the amount of damage you are, you know, taking. Um, but I mean, all in all, I kind of, I kind of had it closer. Um, I, I, I liked the aggression and the purpose of Chisora coming forward, pushing the action, using his jab, double jabbing in, using his jab from Southpaw was very good as well, effective, was doing his bit. Um, but all around, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think maybe Usyk probably just did enough and nicked it, but you know, anyone saying it was a foregone conclusion in terms of scores. I would. I didn't see, um, I think they said it was 8-2, 8-1, someone was saying. Um, maybe that was a commentator or someone just on the side. I didn't see that. I, I felt like it was a lot, lot closer, especially going into 
I think a dominant round for Usyk was what, seven or eight, where he had a really dominant round against Derek. And then it was right at the bell where he was just turning up, the, turning the screen. And then it went, um, and he went back to the corner, slouched down very, very heavily. And he was breathing very hard. He took a sustained attack. And he managed to come back. And to be honest, someone, if you're not fit, in, them, in that minute's break, you're not going to be able to recover and come back and do as he done in the following rounds on. So, you know, hats off to him, credit to him. Um, the baptism into the heavyweight division, you know, there's a few quick things, a few questions answered there. Usyk took a few big shots. I don't think he hit anything flush, but, you know, he went in there with one of the, you know, the biggest, ruggedest dogs you're going to find in Derek Chisora. And he uh, managed to slow the, 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 the tide somewhat, but he, he didn't do it by no easy, easy feat. I mean, after the, after the fight, uh, Usyk went on to say he assessed his performance and he said, I give myself three out of ten. They asked him, do you want to, what's next? Do you want to go for the world title? He said, no, I want to become the undisputed world champion. Considering he's coming up from Cruiserweight, considering this is his real first heavyweight fight, we know he's fought Weatherspoon, but this was his real fight. Does he need more time before he goes up to Fury, Joshua level? And to give his body more time to kind of fill in as well as uh, with, with, muscle, with muscle and weight? Okay, so my answer, my, my, my answer to what you've just said is, he said he gave himself a three out of ten. Um, you know, I, I don't know where his uh, mindset came from that, but what I will say is, He's saying that off the basis of the performance, but what I would say is Derek had his part to play in that. That's not to do. I feel he boxed as he normally did. I feel he moved as he normally did. And I think Derek Chisora was the reason he gave himself a three out of 10 because when Derek pushed him to break him point nearly, because as you like I was saying, I think in the 10th round, he took quite a barrage of punches to the body, to the head and Derek, because he, 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 you know, he, he was getting tired because he probably doesn't need to move as much um, normally because when in the heavyweight division now, he's got a little pop, but you know in the cruiserweight division, some of these shots that he was hitting Derek with would have dropped any other person in the cruiserweight division. He would have stopped majority of the people, but in this heavyweight division, look, these guys are used to taking punches from guys 17, 18 stone, 19 stone, and so on. So he was at 15 and a half or something. You know, he, he carried a bit of pop because he's a big lump. But, I mean, you know, Derek's been hit by, by bigger guys than Usyk, you know. Um, so, I felt like it's not that he didn't respect him. He just carried on walking him down because he just felt like it wasn't enough to deter him from coming forward. So, I wouldn't um, look at it and analyse it and say he, he had a subpar performance. I'd say Derek made him kind of work, especially his movement. I know he's used to movement, but sometimes you see him sit on his punches a little bit more, sit in the middle a bit more. But in this fight, he was listen. He was on his bike the whole night. He very rarely stopped until about that tenth, eleventh. Um, he kind of slowed down, and he kind of in the twelfth, he got back on his bike again. Um, he tried to just see out the fight a little bit. Um, he did. He did his work. He did his work in patches. He was like trying to catch him, you know, quite, caught him quite a bit with the the straight left and stuff like that. And he was hooking and just he was doing some nice little things in there. You know, what I mean, it looked it did look nice. But at the same time, um, Derek's job was to make the whole thing look ugly. And make it look rough, and he did at times. Um, so you know, he, he stuck his head on his chin. He he went to work. Obviously, they said he punched low at times. He punched hips. He you know he punched the body. He punched he punched to the head. He held. Um, I think it was in the what was it what round was that? I think it was in the second or one of them where he held 
his arm on one side and he kind of was punching on the inside. And I think he was kind of shocked. You know that sometimes they would get breaking up, but then the ref, he looked at the ref for help, like to say, hey, what's what's going on here? You know what I mean? This is a bit... Um, and, and that's what I found in there. I noticed he kind of looked at the ref a lot of times, you know, to say, you know, are you not going to break it? Um, you know, those shots are straight low or whatever. You know what I mean? For someone who's been around the block, he, under, he should understand it's a fight, it's a hurt business. Sometimes they're going to maybe hit your, you know, your hip and then kind of slide down because that's what punches do. You know, they sometimes they might hit your chest and then roll up and hit you on the chin um, and stuff like that. Um, so for me, I just felt like, you know, um, he probably does need a bit more time to adjust to the heavyweight division. There are other guys in there. Maybe he could fight and see exactly, you know, how he settles in. But obviously, you know, coming from being an undisputed champ at Cruiserweight, he wants to come up and, you know, and go straight for the big dogs. I still think he's, you know, he's got a little bit of work to do because obviously these bigger guys. And and to be honest, I don't think Derek dragged him into much of a dogfight because he weren't able to cut the distance and hold him for any prolonged time because the ref was always in there breaking it up. Um, I felt Derek could have done a bit more pushing and pulling and a shoving and a tugging, uh, you know what I mean, to destabilizing but you know as soon as he got in there listen he was gone I'm not gonna lie he was listen his angles were man he kept it pushing as soon as Derek cut in touched him touched him he was out um but this is showbiz man listen this is this is you've got an elite guy who can move southpaw and and, and his class his class showed in the end but yet again um if, if if truth be told if they said it was a draw I wouldn't I wouldn't have complained I'm not gonna lie I don't think there was that much in it that I could say he determinately won. If they said he won by two, depends which rounds, what you're looking for. If you like the aggressor on the front for all, all night, the bigger, powerful, harder shots, um, you know, backing your man up, then you look and say maybe Derek is, you know, doing his bit. But then if you're looking at the, the smooth, elegant stuff, so you got, you got, you got. Obviously, Usyk, the cleaner shot, snapping his head back. Um, it was all him, to be honest, you know. I don't think Derek caught him with anything really, really flush. Later on in the fight, as he, like I said, as he got tired, he did that. That that left was catching him with the big shots over the hand, the top, the right. Uh, the right was catching him. Sorry, over the top. I was thinking of Usyk with the, the left. Um, but I mean, listen, I think he, he ain't done himself any harm, um, Derek Chisora. I think from that performance, you know, obviously he's lost a lot of fights, as we all know. Um, but on that performance, look, if he said he was the pound for pound great, and a lot of people are saying that. Derek ain't, Derek ain't that far off the rest of the top boys, you know what I mean? Because he gave Usyk a run for his money. I don't want to hear anything about, you know, him not being subpar performance. There was nothing wrong with him. Maybe in about the 10th or 11th, I saw him shaking his, his hand. Um, yet again, it's a bit confusing because of the side. So I uh, can't remember which hand it was. It might have been his left hand shaking. I can't remember. Um, and maybe he got injury, I think, in that. I don't know, but I saw him shaking it and I heard Matthew Macklin mentioned the same thing maybe that he hurt it on Derek's big tough head but I mean you know Derek had the right game plan and it's no shame he he, he crossed the finish line and it was a very very close fight um and and, he, and he, he goes again you know what I mean um let's see who they pick out pick out of the draw because look I think Dubois right next to him is in the WBA WBO ranking so there you go perfect fight <laughs> perfect fight you've got you know the winner of those two can maybe fight Joshua you know what I mean? If that's what they're going to do. You know, they want, um, 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 they want um, Daniel Dubois to fight, face a top-tier guy. Obviously, he's got a big fight ahead of him with um, Joe Joyce, and let's see how he gets past that. If he does get past that, 
Usyk's waiting right there in the wings for himself. No man needs to sit on the sideline and wait. He could test himself with another elite young guy coming up hungry, just like himself. And we'll see exactly um, what either man's made of. And we'll see who is the truth out of those two to move forward to challenge um, Anthony Joshua for a title. Hey, uh, good matchmaking, eh? No, 100%. 100%. I want to go back yesterday again. Uh, Deontay Wilder finally broke his silence. It looked like he hadn't spoken or said anything for, for many months. We know he split with Mark Greeland. Again, Deontay Wilder didn't put that out. That came from Shelley, his manager. Um, he's put out a video that's caused all sorts of issues. He's put a lot of accusations of cheating in his video. I'm sure you've seen it. What have you made of it? He should have bloody kept quiet. <laughs> he should have done. I don't think he's done himself any favours. You know, last night, as you saw, I was in the I was in the club. I was enjoying myself. I was getting um, umpteen messages. I think loads of people were tagging me and sending me stuff about it. I didn't really look at it because I was just out. I was enjoying myself. I caught I caught a glimpse interview and a few people DM me and said, "What's your thoughts?" But um, I caught of it today. I don't know. It's a bit of a strange one. Um, sometimes they say if you ain't got nothing good to say. You know, don't say anything, you know what I mean? Uh, I felt like he probably was doing some good stuff, keeping quiet, maybe. Maybe he was working on some stuff. But to come out and uh, start talking that old K-pop, I'm not too sure, you know what I mean? Um, I've seen that online about the gloves, the tampering and stuff like that. I'm not sure if if I can buy into it too much. I'm not, I, I'm not really sure. Just Listen, if you're, if you're going to state and say stuff like that, there must be evidence, you know, for you to talk about that, you know what I mean? I don't know, he believes he's got kind of evidence because he was saying, you know, he's got evidence and he can prove. Well, if you've got evidence you can prove, come forward with the evidence and prove and let the world judge the evidence for what it is, you know what I mean? If you're saying that merely based on you slowing down the video and you're saying um, you've got a dent in the side of your head because of, I don't know, it's, 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 it's a bit ridiculous, you know what I mean? He didn't I felt like. You. He did, an huh? he did an interview, Deontay, with 78 Sports TV, and he also said, and I quote, my water was spiked as if I took a muscle relaxer or something like that. My water was tampered with. It was like I had no control over my body. My legs were weak. I think he, referring to Mark Greeland, has got yeah. something to do with my water as well. Yes, it's a bit weird, but why, let me, why would... Mark Breland do something like that to affect a fighter who he's, who he's training and is making, what, 10%, 15 20%? I don't know what he was making, but, I mean, as a trainer, he might make 10% or something like that. There's quite a few of them. Um, that, you know, it's a prize asset. He's a, he's a world champion. Why would you spike him to do what? To make you lose? And then what? You know, you're not going to be making the money. You're not going to be the main attraction, the star you are to garner the money he needs to make and make a good percentage of it. doesn't make any sense. Why would you um, try to damage the product that's going to feed your family and stuff like that? It doesn't make sense. But I don't know, sometimes in life, things don't really make sense unless there's a falling out, unless he felt like he was on the way out. Um, I don't know, but I just, I just feel like it's a bit too much. Now, you're, you're, you're first you blame the costume. Now you're blaming Mark Breeland. Then you're saying um, they tampered with the gloves. There's too many things that we're, we're going over. Uh, and it's just really bad. I feel like he should have just, if he wanted to change trainer, which might be a bad idea anyway, do that in silence and um, crack on, man, and come back and get the, the trilogy and try and make redemption. But making excuses and bringing up various different 
things that you think it could be only looks bad on you. It dampens and, and messes up your brand. You're a brand. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? You're making yourself look silly, especially in, in some fans' eyes. But some fans actually believe it. Some actually say, you know, they're right. They, you know, the gloves, I can tell you tampered with it. They're specialists. Everyone's a specialist anyway, you know, um, especially, <laughs> you know what I mean, in the world of uh, boxing and sports and stuff like that. Everyone from the comfort of their house, you know, if you're, if you're watching football, oh, I could have done a back flip and scored amazing. If that was me, and that, I wouldn't have missed um, being a boxer. If that was me in there um, eating their potato chips and crisps, I, if I was in there, I would have went to the body and went to the head and I would have got him out of there. Everyone's a specialist, you know what I mean? Um, even myself, when I talk about it, I talk about it from a little bit more of experience because I understand and I like and I love boxing. I'm in the gym with the boys. I talk about it and break it down a bit different. But everyone has an opinion. The game is based off an opinion, but you know, sometimes I just feel like, you know, sometimes if you if you ain't got nothing good to say, sometimes keep your mush mush closed and uh, hope for the best, mate. You know what I mean? And in this situation now, he's going to get a big backlash and that's not going to help him. We don't know where he goes next. We know Fury's announced he's fighting in London. We know who live and Joshua. We know Eddie's come out and said we want Joshua and, and, and Fury with a two-fight deal. Should have, should Deontay Wilder should have followed, should he have followed the footsteps of, of Joshua and, and Dylan? You know, the when Joshua took that loss, he stayed, remained, he remained silent and said, listen, the better man won. Dylan as well, when he lost, he just turned around and said, listen, I got caught. It happens in boxing. Should Wilder have Absolutely. done that? Has he put himself in a spot now where he's got almost nowhere to go? Yeah, that, but that's what, this is what I was trying to say just a minute ago. You know, like he put his, his foot in his mouth unnecessarily. And now you're going to be on the outside looking in because when you're looking in, now you've allowed AJ and Fury to, you know, obviously... As long as he gets past Pulev, then he's allowed the whole of 2021 to be blocked up with um, two fights against those boys. And he's going to be shot out to at least 2022. Unless he steps up and, you know, maybe fights Dillian or Andy Ruiz or something like that. You know, like some of the top boys, even maybe if he fancies fighting Derek Chisora or Usyk even, you know what I mean? I'm sure the fans will like those kind of fights, you know, uh, permitting everyone to get through and does what they're meant to do. Um, you know, I'm sure... Those are uh, things uh, the fans would like to watch and, and figure out and, and guess uh, who would win and in what fashion and so on. So, but he's he put himself in a bad position and he's lost a hell of a lot of money in the, in the time because he should have been fighting December and then probably again a couple of times next year. Now he's probably going to be on the sidelines, you know, not making that fight with Fury probably would have generated and netted him probably 20, 25 mil or something like something absurd. Um, and then probably he'd have to take a lesser opponent for less money. But um, who knows? Only him and his team will know exactly, um, you know, what move they've got next and what their plans are. Um, I wish them luck, man. You know what I mean? This game, the game, the game's um, the game's a hard sport, man. You know what I mean? Without, you know, all the other stuff. Um, but let's see if uh, you know. I'd like to see if they've got any evidence and let them bring it forward. Let us judge. You know, let everyone have their opinion. Let us judge if. That's the case. But knowing the sport, it's very difficult. When you're getting your hands wrapped, there's someone there and they're checking them every little second of a minute. You know, when you get in, the first thing the, the ref does, he brings you like that, he taps them, he turns them over, boom, 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 and they check your, your, your mitts. I can't see how they would have said he would have unwrapped them, magically unwrapped them. It's a bit, it's a bit baffling. I don't know. Or taking out the cushion and out the glove where his knuckles are right there. It's, it's, all, it's all balmy. But listen, anything can happen. You've seen crazier 
stuff in the world going on, you know what I mean? Like this pandemic, so hey. Absolutely. Dean White, always a pleasure, my man. Be safe. Thank you, as um, always. We're in a national lockdown from Thursday, so be good. Follow the rules, follow hey, the guidelines. You're in a lockdown. I'm the government. I'm the governor. I'll be outside governing. Don't you worry about that, son. Dean <laughs> White for IFL TV. Thank you very much. It's an absolute. Take care, guys. Is your debt causing you sleepless nights? Knock your debt out with Debt KO. And your debt won't be the only thing keeping you up at night. Debt KO. Free, impartial advice on all your debt.